When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. I'm your host, Chris Stefano. How you doing? This episode is going to be very, very fun. It's Vintage Chaos. I just got back from the UK and Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, and I have a lot to talk about. This episode, we're going to talk about learn the history of the Troubles, the problems between the Protestants and the Catholics of mainly Northern Ireland. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Kanye West. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but this was, if you want to learn about the Troubles and history of the Catholics and Protestants of Ireland, then listen in baby and then at on patreon at patreon.com slash christy comedy the episode that comes out this friday we're going to be talking about the netflix show the watcher which is one of the best shows i've seen in a long time with an ending that made me want to kill myself so let me tell you first of all first of all let me shout out well first 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 venetia pimp hello you guys were on the other side of the ocean for me and it did not feel good um i got uh Pimp Ace. I got Pimp and Venetia sweatshirts that said Galway on them. And then I forgot Venetia's sweatshirt in the airport in Galway, Ireland. So instead, she got a magnet. <laughs> and Pimp got a sweatshirt. Let me just, just, just friendly advice. If you are flying in and out of the Republic of Ireland, fly out of Shannon Airport on the West Coast. It is the easiest airport to fly out of. I mean, literally, I went through customs in Ireland for the U.S. So I just landed at JFK in New York and just walked off the plane like because I went through all of it in Ireland and they don't care in Ireland. They're Americans abroad in Ireland. They don't care. My 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 customs agent, Senor Vargas, was just like, he was like, do you guys have any weapons? And I was like, I'm traveling with a Puerto Rican. And then he, he laughed because he was Puerto Rican too. And he went, ha, ah. and then he stamped my passport and he said, welcome home. And then I walked through the doors and had one more Guinness. I had one more Guinness. By the way, I've been, I've been, I've been a, in, 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 in the UK, they call them pint, punters. Pinter, you know, when you really drink, it's a pinter. And then they, we say punters. So there, so I was, I've been a pinter for the last 10 days. I've been drinking pints of Guinness every single day. I've been in Ireland, pints of Guinness. And then when I got back home two days ago, I said, I'm not gonna drink alcohol anymore. And I traded in the pints of Guinness for pints of ice cream. I am off the rails, folks. <laughs> I went to Eggers Ice Cream Parlor on, which is a, is a rough word, Eggers Ice Cream Parlor on Staten Island. And I had their uh, homemade pumpkin s'mores ice cream, and it was so amazingly delicious. It was the I and I ate two pints of it, but I did it in my fasting window, so I'm staying skinny mini. Um, but let me tell you, if if it honestly, truthfully, Ireland going to see getting to go to Northern Ireland is a life-changing experience. I think if you have the capability to 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 travel, I would highly 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 suggest visiting Belfast. It 
in Northern Ireland. It was it is an amazing place. I did not know what to expect in Belfast. I thought it was like a war torn, war torn country. I thought it was just like you know. I thought it was Afghanistan, but in Ireland. I thought it literally thought it was Ireland's Afghanistan. I thought I thought Belfast was Kabul, but with white people. That's what I thought. And what I discovered um, about that place was amazing. But we'll get to that in a second. First, the first place I was at was London, London, England. I want to say thank you to all the fans that came out in London, Dublin, Belfast, and Galway. We had seven or eight sold-out shows. Could never in my wildest dreams imagine being able to sell tickets um, on the other side of the ocean. So thank you so much. It was thousands and thousands of tickets. Um, and and it was amazing uh, to, to see the support for the chaos there, to see the way you guys get excited on, you know, when we mention things or people from our show, the pimps, the Vanatias, the, the TT Jerry's, all the little fog bits we have, all those bits. You guys, you know, really uh, showed a lot of support for that. So thank you. Um, but London... What a great city. London is, it's, it's, it's like New York City, but in England. And believe it or not, the best pizza I've had in a long time was in London. Believe it or not. It was actually at this place called Chaconis, which is in the Soas in London, and that's just like a chain. And they have a Chaconis in Brooklyn, but still it was good. <laughs> and I was drunk. Um, and I also want to shout out two local comics from the, from the London comedy scene, Horatio Gould and Hattie Preston. Great comics. Go follow them. I don't know. I don't know what their um uh, I don't know what their handles are. It's probably Horatio the Jew and Hattie the Redhead. I have no idea. Um, red-haired Hattie. Um, but but you guys were amazing. They helped. Uh, you know, they produced and directed a, a a vlog, the London vlog that should be coming out tomorrow. Um, if Horatio can find the right music, um, it should be coming out tomorrow. Um, and it's, it's awesome and it's amazing. I just want to shout those two out. Um, top secret comedy club in London. Great comedy club. Uh, the owner, Mark, great guy. Just had his first kid. Definitely on blow. Um, good kid though. Um, and, um, London was amazing. I really, really, really enjoyed London. I mean, the fact I do want to say that I do think that entire country, I do think all of Europe should just drive on the other side of the road. Just drive the American way. It is terrifying to be sitting in the back seat and you people are turning from the wrong side of the road onto a lane that looks like we're going to hit oncoming traffic and then we never do. My asshole was in my stomach for a week in that car, okay? Literally a week in that car. Did you try driving? I did not try driving. I think I should have tried tried driving, but I did not um, try driving at all. Um, I next time I go, I'm going to try driving. A hundred percent. What did you hate the most? All right, big announcement. New Year's Eve, Huntington, Long Island is officially on sale. December 31st, we have two shows at 7 and 9.30. The pre-sale starts tomorrow, Wednesday, October 19th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The code is ChrissyNYE, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-N-Y-E. ChrissyNYE is the promo code. Use that promo code, pre-sale code. Um, these shows will sell out. It is general on sale Friday, October 21st at 10 a.m. Um, but Saturday, December 31st, first two shows new year's eve hunted to long island at the paramount it's a great venue 
general on sale Friday, pre-sale tomorrow, Wednesday, October 19, 10 a.m. Use the code CHRISSYNYE, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-N-Y-E. Those shows will sell out. So go get the Tiki Wikis. And then, of course, we have October 27th uh, in Baltimore, November 17th and 18th in Toronto, and November 19th in Buffalo. ChrisDComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. What, well, what I hated the most about London was the protests. I mean, they literally have people that protest there nonstop. They glue themselves to the streets and they stop traffic in every direction because they glue themselves to the streets. They're literally glued to the streets and they, they, that's how they, they, that's what they do. They glue them. Somebody just, one of these people just threw hot soup at the, at, I think the Mona Lisa, right? At Van Gogh's sunflowers and then glued themselves to the wall. What are you doing with the glue? You're not supposed to be using it to glue yourself to the street. You're supposed to sniff it like normal kids. Sniff the glue. Uh, it was so annoying. to. Uh, but I said, I said on the vlog and I said on stage when I was in London, this is why I believe the, Eng the British, uh, the, the London Metropolitan Police and, and private citizens in England, you need guns. This is where America has it right. Yes, there'll be a few mass shootings. What can you do? But no one's going to glue themselves to the streets or to the walls in your damn city. Okay? It caused traffic like you cannot imagine. Thank God I was walking. I was bipedal in that city. Um, and 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 I I didn't, you know, it didn't really affect me. But man, is it... Uh, I came back with a bit of a code. What are, they, what are they protesting? They were pro all I saw was they all had signs up that said LGBTQ and climate change. So I think that they were protesting LGBTQ rights and also climate change, or they were just saying that the climate made them gay. I have no idea what they were saying, but, uh, you know, if the climate made you gay, you know, I've been trying to get away with that one since 1984. It doesn't work. Nobody believes it. Okay. <laughs> um, it was fascinating. Uh, London, London is... You know, the thing is, you go to these other cities, you go to these other countries, and, you know, they, they're just kind of like, they listen. It, it's a weird thing. Like, like nobody hit the protesters. Nobody hit them with a stick. Nobody was even screaming. They were like, it's their right to glue themselves to the streets, so we'll just wait in traffic. Where, you know, in New York City, some taxi driver who's making $10 a year would have gotten out of his or her car and and hit you with with a with a fucking a crowbar you would have just got hit in the head with a crowbar if you tried to glue yourself to the streets in new york so it's interesting it's a different different kind of place i also went to the nfl game i went to the new york giants green bay packers at tottenham hotspur uh which is in um uh, uh tottenham which is in the north of london um which was fun. It was fun to go around. It was fun to go around different neighborhoods in London and just like see what the good neighborhood is, see what the bad neighborhood is, see what the this neighborhood is. So it was fun. What I will say though, which is interesting, at football games, American football games in London, at the stadium, they only had two options. They had they had all you could have was a chicken tinga pie. You could have a chicken tinga uh, like little pie or macaroni and cheese pie they're all about pies but not sweet ones they're all about like hot savory pies it's a pie city and then they had it said they had just for the game they they had pork hot dogs which just putting the word pork in front of it made i was just like gross even though i know a hot dog is all pork but just saying the word pork sucked um so anyway i was gonna go get a pork hot dog and the lady she goes oh no 
she she talked to her boss. She goes, oh, we've just run out of hot dogs. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I'll, I was about to say, well, I'll just have a meat pie. Then she goes, are, are, you know, they say you're a lot. Like, you know, your lot is like your group. She goes, are you and your American lot going to protest? Because we've run out of hot dogs. And I was like, no. I was like, there would have been a shooting, but we can't have our guns in this country. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and... And um, but it was amazing. Giants won. I'm a big New York Giants fan. You guys know that. So I was happy to see the Giants win. Um, but it was cool to see like the soccer hooligans uh in the stadium, um, not knowing anything about American football, but still just being idiots. It it was cool. Um, the best shows I will say that I had and uh of the whole tour in Europe, even though I loved every city, I really did. But Dublin. Dublin Monday night, those people, the 7.30 show or the 8 p.m. show that we did in Dublin Monday night was, I think, one of the best comedy shows I've been a part of in my entire career. Those people, Dublin likes to have fun. They like to have fun, fun, fun. And Dublin was fun. On a Monday night, you guys were great. Um, Unbelievable shows. Um, the manager of the venue that we were performing at was the oldest living man I've ever seen in my life. He looked like he died 50 years ago. Um, and he almost like was a ghost. Like he was almost like one of those guys where like, you know, they were like, I was like, oh, that guy, you know, Mike was a good guy. And they're like, Mike died in 1990. <laughs> but you were talking to him. Like that it was one of those guys. Um, but Dublin was a fantastic show. Um, Dublin was interesting because... It was so multi-ethnic, the, the the crowd. Like, you think when you go to Ireland, it's just all white people, but it's not. It's so culturally diverse, and it's 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 mind-blowing to, like, go to a cafe in the morning and order, a, you know, a small coffee with a, a shot of Bailey's and a chocolate chip muffin toasted with butter and have a Chinese man go, is that all? Is that all? <laughs> he, he went, is, is that all? What you, is that it? Is that all you're having this morning? And he's, like, literally like a full Chinese guy. And he's like, is that all you're having this morning? Wouldn't you like, would you, would you like to top it off? Oh, are you going to pop over to St. Stephen's Green? They always say pop over. That makes it more fun when you say pop over. Instead of saying, oh, you're going to go over to St. Stephen's Green, which is like their Central Park in Dublin. Not fun. But he said, oh, you're going to pop over to Stephen's Green. I said, yeah, I'm going to pop over. I'm going to pop over there and do poppers. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up this asshole in Stephen's Green. Poppers, pop over. So that was cool. Galway, which is like the west coast of Ireland, of, of the Republic of Ireland, that what that's almost like the Miami of Ireland, okay? <laughs> it literally is like they're on the coast, they're hippy-dippies, you know? You don't see it at many fake butts or Latino people, but it is the Miami of Ireland, and I had a great time in Galway that we did a wee bit of a show, that just a wee show, only 150, 200 people, just a small theater, a wee bit of a show. And that show was great. Um, and, and, and how'd your Puerto Rican do out there? So what happened was, is I had to explain Puerto Ricans to them, but it did well only because, see, here's the thing. Here, here, here was a good test, right? The shows that I was doing, they're mostly Chrissy Chaos and Hey Babe fans, so I thank you, I support, thank you so much for the support. They knew the lingo. They knew about, because they listened to the show. So it was kind of like doing a show for, like, American fans, but they were just in, in, in these other countries, but they were from those countries, but they listened to the pods. When I popped in to the other comedy clubs, Top Secret Comedy Club, or there was another room I did in Ireland, then I explained Puerto Ricans and Dominicans to them and what it is. But, you know, in the explanation, 
it 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 worked. It didn't hit as hard as it does back here, of course. You know what's another thing? Like I have a bit where I mentioned scrub daddies. They don't know what a scrub daddy is. I barely know. They have no idea what a scrub daddy is. Yeah, what bombed the worst? The scrub daddy? No, not scrub daddy. What bombed? Um, you know, it was tough because nothing really bombed bombed because you know it was mostly the fans but what there was one bit oh um i have a bit i have a bit where um i have a well i i've in my clothes i talk about baseball and then one of the shows i forgot to explain baseball so they were i was talking about the third inning and the eighth inning and they were like oh really yeah they were like i mean they know it but like it's not common so I kind of just learned to like over explain. I, I the, the difference is as far as stand up goes, I had to over explain, not over explain. I had to bring them into my world, you know, kind of because, you know, I was in there. So I, I but I did, you know, I tried to do, you know, uh, uh, I did a lot of topical shit about cricket and, you know, things I was seeing there. So I did less of my material, more of the crowd work, but it was fun. Did any hooligans get in your face? Outside Galway? Outside Galway. Um, a guy wanted to buy me a drink. I was, we actually found, <laughs> yeah. we actually found at this place, Mon, I think it was Monroe's on Tuesday night or when, I think it was Wednesday night. Uh, they had Latin, they had salsa, like Spanish night. I posted yeah. it in Galway. So we had this, you had this woman, I think, I guess she was from Spain singing all music in Spanish and all these white people, all these Irish white people dancing horrifically to the Spanish music. And so I, I had to wait outside because Jasmine was dancing, you know, so much and I just couldn't handle it. I was like, I got to just, you know, I got to take a breather here. I can't. I was, I, it, it was it was it was sometimes you can get overwhelmed with Latina and I got overwhelmed with Latina. <laughs> so I so I had to stand outside. And when I stood outside, this, these drunk guys kept coming up to me, wanted to buy me a drink. And I didn't want to drink. I just didn't. I was like done. I was like tapped out. I was like, I felt like a bloat. You know, when you drink a Guinness, it's like a meal. It's such a good beer. And they say it has lower calories than the other beers. But tell that to my digestive system. My digestive system thinks I just ate a meal. So I was feeling so full and bloated. So I just was like, nah, dude, I'm good. And then he was like, what the fuck are you getting defensive for? I was like, I just don't want to drink. He's like, you think who the fuck you are? And I was like, no, I don't. I just don't want to drink. I, I literally, and I was like in a bad mood already because I was tired because like the, the jet lag, uh, you know, like the, the time When change. was your last meal before this? Before the Guinness? <sighs> Jesus, what did I eat that? Oh, I went to this place, shout out. I think it's called Il Vilcolo inside a 500 old your 500 year old building in in Galway some of the best italian food i've ever had in my life was in ireland like legitimately in my life was in i, I swear to god you just miss home a lot no and no no and like your taste buds were really high listen people shit on the uk and ireland for their food i am telling you the food there was awesome the burgers were great the fish and chips, of course, great. Gin, Guinness. <laughs> fried food. Fried food. Okay. Guinness, great. But the Italian, we had a couple of shit meals where I was like, yikes. Um, but the the Italian restaurant in Galway, I think it's called Il Vicolo, was the best, some of the best food I've ever had. And it was like trendy as fuck in there. It was in like the cellar of this 500 year old building. So you felt like you were like a, you know, I felt like I was just like a peasant, like in like a, you know, in like the basement of like a fuck, like a court jester and like the basement of this castle like building right on the river. And even Jasmine and James Mattern said best Italian food they've had in a long time. I think it's because geographically Italy is much closer to Ireland than it is to the United States. Mm -hmm. So that had something to do with it. 
but the food was so good. It was so good. And I'm trying to think what I had. Oh, I had like, I had like this chicken dish. And then, then they had, um, for dessert, I ate, I ate everybody's desserts. I had a tiramisu, a chocolate layer cake. And then they had, cause everything for me, I just couldn't stop drinking Bailey's Irish cream out there. I literally, even though I know it's like drinking a milkshake. I know it's like 200 calories for like a little thing. I could not putting it. I was putting it on everything. I was having it for breakfast. Now are you getting, are you getting blackout drunk? What are you doing? One night I got like blackout, like fully blackout drunk in London. We wound up in the bars in Soho, which is the gay part of town. And I woke up, I woke up at my hotel, uh, butt naked. I don't think anyone fondled me, but I was butt naked. Don't remember how I got home at all, but that, that's what happens in a night in Soho in London. But it was fun. That's where we were staying. So it was fun. All right. Do you love drinking coffee every morning? I mean, who doesn't? What kind of jerk do you have to be to not drink coffee every morning? What are you drinking? Tea? Get out of here. It's about coffee, baby. And my favorite coffee subscription service is Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. It is awesome. Trade coffee, subscription coffee service. I love it, love it, love it. It makes it easy, convenient. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make your coffee at home. I just got a little coffee grinder at home. It's like a little, you know, a blender for coffee beans. Love it. I've been using the whole, uh, the, the ground coffee beans and making my coffee from Trade Coffee and it's good. I'm freaking wired as you can tell right now. Um, I, uh, so whether you're just getting started or you're a coffee aficionado, look to discovering something new trade guarantees. You'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free. I love when companies do that. They are so confident. You're going to love it. They're like, we'll give you one for free if you don't. So I like that. Shout out to you, trade coffee. And right now trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash chaos. That's drinktrade.com dot com slash chaos thirty dollars off your subscription to the best coffees in the country drinktrade.com slash chaos go get the thirty dollars off it's the best i used to not like wearing dress shirts on camera used to make me feel bad about myself i used to hate it i'd be like oh i look like a corporate idiot but i found the company it's called miz and main i'm not wearing it today but i do wear it a lot on the podcast and i do have a whole box of it at home and i'm telling you there's the most comfy wumpy shirts i've ever felt and they make me feel i feel good in them my bod feels good in them they're called mizzen and main okay and it's they are literally i think they're the inventors of the fabric dress shirt it's like a performance dress shirt they're like you know like like my athleisure button shirts and they're the best dress shirts i've ever worn i've never felt fabric fabric like this before and you know me i feel a lot of things they are machine washable which is so key it's like you know like when you buy a shirt and you wash it and dry it once and that's it it never fits the same not missing in maine you can wash them and they're all good you don't have to do these expensive trips to the dry cleaner anymore if you wear dress shirts and you don't wear Miz and Main, you are making a big mistake, okay? Huge. I'm telling you, if it's even if it's still like hot where you live, it doesn't matter because they're the most breathable dress shirts of all time. They keep you they keep you cool and warm. I don't know how they do it, but it's mind-blowing. So if you want the best damn shirts money can buy, check out Mizzen and Main. Right now, if you go to Mizzen and Main, that's M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use the promo code CHAOS, you're going to receive $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more. That's $25 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com. Use that promo code chaos. $25 off any order of $130 or more. Mizzen and Main, you'll love it. But 
Ireland, I just kept getting buzz. I was drinking the Guinness. I was drinking the Baileys. I just kept getting buzz. And and listen, I just I was like having fun. Also, I just want to I, I I wrote so much stuff down because I don't want to miss anything. Scones. If you're in Ireland and you don't eat a scone, you're a fucking asshole. Scones is the new muffin for me. I am on the hunt in New York City. Find me scones. Write in the comment board on YouTube, where are the best scones in New York City? Irish scones. Or go to patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Write in the community board. Tell me where the scones are. I want to start a segment on Instagram called Sunday Scones with Chrissy, where I slowly eat a scone and we talk about shit. I (laughs) couldn't stop eating fucking scones. The skull, a scone, a warm scone with butter and jelly was so fucking good. I punched James in the face one day. I just ate scone, punched him. And he knew, he knew that, he knew that it was, it was a scone punch. So good. I love scones like you can't imagine. I don't, scone should be the Irish national dish. I know they talk about Irish soda bread and Irish soda bread was great, but scones, unreal. And by the way, the McDonald's, in Europe, it's better. They have like better, fresher food. Yeah, they do. What is it? It's. I thought it was or like this. Um, the special dishes that were in Ireland uh, that you start because there's usually a dish like in Athens. It, it's like a gyro. I didn't notice that. I just got a Big Mac. No, that's dope. Fuck? And it tastes better, right? <laughs> it tasted so much better. What better. time? Wait, what's the context of the Big? Well, Mac? that the only because the Big Mac. It was. It was. Um, not the night I blacked out. The next night, that's all that was open. That's all that was open was was that place. You were probably so happy. Dude. You were but, probably so happy. But you know what's crazy? Only two days did I not fast. Every other day I fasted and I worked out every day. I'm like really? a whole new Chrissy. Wow. Dude, today, this morning, in my workout this morning, I did 15 pull-ups in a row. Wow. Hello, yeah. fellas. Even Venetia said I look jacked. You do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's get to, let's get to, by the way, I also want to shout out the hotel I stayed at in Dublin. If you ever get a chance to, uh, you know, if, 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 if you want to stay there, stay there. But if, 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 if you can't, it was a, not, it wasn't crazy. It was a bit expensive, but I just stayed for one night. So that's why I splurged. Just stayed for one night. It was the only big hotel I stayed at. One night, it's called the Shelbourne. It's right on St. Stephen's Green. Beautiful hotel. If you're looking for a hotel in Dublin, beautiful hotel called the Shelbourne. And then I stayed at the Merchant Hotel in Belfast. Those are the, some of the two best hotels I've ever uh, stayed at in my life. The hotel in Galway was kind of shite, but uh, it was it was still fine. It was in a great area in Galway by uh, the Latin Quarter, um, uh, which is awesome. But the Shelbourne in Dublin, the Merchant in Belfast, check those out. Uh, if anything, if you, if you don't want to stay there, at least have afternoon tea there. Afternoon tea is a big thing there. And they call arugula rocket, which really fucked with me. I couldn't <laughs> stop saying, give me some rocket. I would go, rocket man, give me all your rocket. And I would just eat fucking arugula, dude. You love that song lately. You've been singing that fucking song. <laughs> well, I sang it for I sing it for the ads for Rocket Mo- for I know Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Man. Yo, oh, calling a Rugal a rocket is badass, dude. Or you know what I did once? I had a rocket scone. I made it up. I had a scone with butter and jelly and I put some r- rocket aka arugula on it and I had a fucking rocket scone. And I said to the waiter, I said, "Look at this thing I just invented." And he was like, "People do this every day." I was like, "Fuck <laughs> you. That's why United States is better than you." Um, okay. How, how did people feel over there? Like divided and weird like here or? Okay. So in London, London feels like New York City. London feels like, you know, 
England. It was amazing, but it's just, it's very much like New York. The people are like New Yorkers on the tube, you know, their subway train system. It's all kind of like New York. I mean, it's much cleaner there. I mean, they have cushioned seats. They literally have cushioned seats on the tube in London. I mean, you cannot do that in New York. I mean, somebody will piss and shit on that immediately. You can't, there, you almost see zero Sorry. You almost see zero homeless people on the... I actually think I saw zero homeless on the tube in London. It's just not that society. And nobody really... You would never talk to a stranger. Uh, uh, like the unwritten rules, the etiquette of London is you don't really talk to people so much on the tube. It was very quiet. Yeah, um, quiet. Even when the school kids got on, uh, you know, like group of school kids, which happened, you know, high schoolers or whatever, not being rowdy. Like it, it's, it's a different kind of culture there. The divide I didn't see, and, and you know, Dublin, same thing. Dublin and London are, are, are similar. I, I would say, you know, London's a bit bigger, but they're both like the metropolitan areas of their country. London's a bit bigger, uh, and Dublin's a little bit smaller, and there's just, you know, more people have, have freckles and red hair and, and get sunburned. But ultimately, it's the same. But what I want to talk about, where the divide, where, what, where, what I couldn't believe, if you would have told me, hey, you're going to go to the UK and, 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 and Ireland for 10 days, I would have said, if you said, what's going to be your best day? I was going to say, well, either a day in London or a day on the west coast of Ireland because I went and saw the Cliffs of Moher and all that, which is beautiful. By the way, if you're ever thinking about, if you're ever like, I need to commit suicide, do it off the Cliffs of Moher. That's what I would, because what a beautiful way to die. What a beautiful place to die. And you 100% will die. You're going to hit those rocks hard, baby. But Cliffs of Moher was literally, it was it was genuinely so beautiful that I was like, if I ever got terminal cancer, I would want just lay my body there. Because I went there and then I went to the Aran Islands, which is right off the coast of the Cliffs of Moher. And uh, that was fun. I had never been, uh, we were on a ferry, like the Staten Island Ferry, but it goes up and down like 15 foot waves. People were vomiting all over. Jasmine literally was about to um, Jasmine wanted to get off the boat, pull emergency brake in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I was like, "Where? What are you going to fucking do? Call an Uber? What? What are you going to do? You have to get on this boat until we get back to the coast." You. She was like, "I got to get off this boat. I'm going to freak out. Maybe they can have a helicopter pick us up." I was like, "Lady, the Patreon's been going down. Okay, <laughs> nobody's sending a helicopter. If that was going to happen, it was going to happen six months ago. Okay, we got to tighten shit up." Uh, so, <laughs> so, but what I want to speak about. What I want to speak about is Belfast. Belfast was my favorite day of the trip. Um, shout out our tour guard, Michael, um, who gave us a tour of Belfast, um, a private tour. A lot of people do these black taxi tours, which shows you around all of Belfast. You know, they pretty much stay in the city center of Belfast and they talk about the troubles, which is the problems, the ongoing problems between the Protestant side of Ireland and the Catholic side of Ireland. Well, Michael, our tour guide, it was, you know, it was private through, through a family friend. Um, he wouldn't even take money for it. He like genuinely just wanted to do this because I think, I think at the end of the, of the tour, I'll tell you why, but, and I had a suspicion, but I was like, ah, oh, okay, this is why. Um, he took us to East Belfast, which is where really like the shit goes down still to this day goes down. So briefly, if you don't know what the troubles are, it's pretty much, uh, it's been nonstop fighting pretty much since like 1916. I mean, it goes, if if you really want to get crazy, then it goes really all the way back to like the Norman conquest. And it goes back to like King Henry VIII, you know, not 
you know, kind of not wanting to marry a Catholic and start his own religion, the Protestant stuff, which, you know, King Henry VIII is an episode for another day. But pretty much what it boils down to is one side of Ireland, of Northern Ireland, and specifically Belfast is Protestant. One side is Catholic. A lot of people in the United States, and I would assume Canada, really only ever meet Irish Catholics. Like, I'm Irish Catholic. You know, I've only ever met Irish Catholics. You only ever really meet Irish Catholics because the Protestant the Protestant Irish either go to England or they just stay in Northern Ireland. So the 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 it, it's an interesting thing because Ireland as a country, inclusive of Northern Ireland, because there really is no border. There is a border that says welcome to Northern Ireland, but it's all shot out with paintballs. So it's an interesting thing to see. Like you're driving through, you're driving on the highway from the Republic of Ireland, from Dublin up to Belfast, and you cross over into another currency system uh another phone carrier um another country but the there's no line that says like there's no customs to go through because the country of ireland northern like the landmass of ireland northern ireland and the republic of ireland have an agreement that they could just pass through freely but you are in a different country one's in the united kingdom in northern ireland one's the republic of ireland which is not the united kingdom so the republic of ireland the way to think of it is the republic of ireland is mostly catholics and it's southern ireland that's and they are they are all about the catholics part of ireland is pretty much all about we want to be our own country we want to be a republic we want a unified ireland we don't want northern ireland and the republic of ireland we want one ireland that is free and self-governing and autonomous northern ireland specifically the protestants of northern ireland not the catholics the protestants of northern ireland want to remain a part of the united kingdom they want to remain up they believe to be themselves as under you know uh, britain's rule and they want they want to be part of the united kingdom they don't want to be their free successionists they don't want to secede from the union in other words they they are unionists they're loyalists they're loyal to the british crown and this has been happening for 800 years these skirmishes on and off on and off it gets really bad in like 1916 1917 something happens in 1916 where in like the same few months, World War One, Ireland, the country of Ireland is in World War One, fighting, of course, with the British because they're their subjects and they win the Battle of Somme's right? Which is a big thing, you know, fighting mighty win for the British. We'll do about, we'll do an episode on the battle of Psalms one day. It's unbelievable, but they win the British. They beat back uh, the Germans and all that stuff. And they, you know, it's celebrated by the Protestants like, yeah, but the Catholic side is like, oh, fuck you. Like we're winning these wars for you. We don't get respected. We don't get represented. So there's this thing called the Easter Uprising in 1916, where literally a group of Catholics try to basically cause a revolution and, you know, secede. They're like, fuck this. We're not going to be part of the British government anymore. And, you know, they lose, the Catholics lose. And then this begins what, you know, some people say it begins really in the 60s and 70s, but some people say it begins here. The troubles begin here, really, with this constant fighting, which is not happening today. But when you're in Belfast, you know that at any moment, things could pop off, right? It, it feels that way. That they, It's probably not at this point because, you know, people, the, kid, the youth, 
Revolutions are inspired by the youth, and the youth don't really care about it as much anymore. They're on video games. They're trans. They're, they have other things to do. They're, they're, they're walking about. They're talking about Kanye. Like, they don't want to. The youth doesn't want to do this stuff anymore. But what happens is what, 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 what is insane in Belfast. So you have two roads. You have Falls Road, which is the Catholics. That's, that's literally, that is the Catholic part of town. Then you have Skankill Road which is Shankill Road. Sorry, Skankill. Um, I almost... <laughs> uh, Shankill Road, which is the Protestant road. Now, to this day, I'm talking about present day right now. If you are a Belfast uh, Northern Irish Protestant, you can't go to Falls Road. And if you're a Belfast Catholic, you can't go to Skankill, uh, Shankill Road. You cannot. They're still, pro still to this day, there are parts of East Belfast that need to be closed at night by a gate, which separates the Protestant side from the Catholic side, okay? Still to this day, the government is like, let's not let, let's not, you know, let this shit go too long at night. Problems can always happen. The Roosevelt's, I literally, I started buying these shirts. I wore the shirt on Joe Rogan. I've worn the Roosevelt shirts on many, many podcasts. They got all different types of colors and fits. The Roosevelt's, they are the, it makes unique license and unlicensed lifestyle, lifestyle apparel for any fandom or occasion, festivals, concerts, movie premieres, weddings, bar mitzvahs. Roosevelt's, I'm telling you, they are one of the best shirts. They got the Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Nickelodeon. Just Google me on Joe Rogan and you'll see the Roosevelt's type of shirts and then go to their website, go to rsvlts.com. Uh, 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 and go check out their selection and you're going to get a discount right now if you go to rsvlts.com slash chrissychaos and use the code chrissychaos at checkout 20% off your first order rsvlts.com slash chrissychaos use the code chrissychaos at checkout 20% off your first order I'm telling you the Roosevelt's it is my favorite shirt company so you've probably heard of of uh in the, in the early 70s, you've heard of Sunday, Bloody Sunday. U2 has a song, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. So that was kind of like what a lot of people say was the first thing on the Troubles. It was, it, was, it was an event where basically you had a Catholic group of people, Catholic uh, protest group, want to protest, want to do a march through um, this area in Northern Ireland called Londonbury. And they sent the, what happened was, is, is again, because the, the Protestants, when you think of Protestant Irish, just think British, just think Protestant. When you hear the word Protestant, when we're talking about this podcast, Protestant is the British, Protestants are the loyalists, Protestants are the United Kingdom. So Britain, the country of England and the United Kingdom had sent troops, British troops to uphold the peace in Belfast, right? But really what it was, some people think, is they really were, they're Protestant, right? They're on the Protestant side because they're like, the Catholics want to get away from us. We're not Catholic here. We're Protestant. So some, you know, a little bit of that's true, a little bit's not. But on Bloody Sunday, what happened was, is they, the, the, the British troops basically, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the Catholic um, protesters came through and um, somebody, some British soldier said that somebody threw a rock at them. They were definitely violent, throwing rocks, throwing bottles. And then they said that they were shot at first. The British government, uh, the, the uh, uh, British troops fire into the crowd. 
13 people killed outright, and then uh, uh, another person died a few months later. So that's Bloody Sunday. They killed Catholic protesters with no guns, and it went a long way, and they've caused a lot more problems. But when Tony Blair became prime minister of, of the United Kingdom, I think in the late 90s, he actually made a public apology on behalf of England saying, you know, that uh, uh, we're sorry about that incident, that, that you know, the evidence kind of showed that there was no gun Nobody shot at them. It's just because you got to understand something. You know, when you hear the army, this is the same thing through history. When you hear the army, you think, oh, soldiers and highly trained soldiers and guys in their 30s and 40s. And no, these are 21-year-old kids that don't know fucking barely. They just got out of basic training three weeks ago. And now you gave them a machine gun and they get nervous and they shoot the gun. You know, it's just they're nervous kids. This is who dies in wars, just little kids. They're little kids with guns. And... So that's what happened here. And then this causes, you know, kind of like really, literally for 25 years, it was almost nonstop violence. You had, you've heard of the IRA, the Irish Republican Army was basically Catholics, right? And the IRA was basically the enemy, pretty much, of these British troops. And then you had the UVF, the Ulster Volunteer Force, which was the Protestant kind of army. The Protestant army was the UVF and the British troops that had come in from England. And then the Catholic army was, is the IRA. And you've heard of the IRA because they, they're famous for the car bombs. You've drank an Irish car bomb before. You've dropped a shot of Bailey's into a fucking pint of Guinness and you've drank an Irish car bomb. I ordered one in Galway. I ordered one. And the people, I said, is that offensive? And they were like, it depends what side of the border you're on. I was like, I'm a Jew. Um, and so it was fine. But they said, actually, Americans come in and order Irish car bombs all the time. They're, they're like, we don't have any problem with it. They're like, we just don't understand why you would drop a pint of Bailey's, why you drop a shot of Bailey's into Guinness. It's stupid. I was like, fair. But it just, it tastes like chocolate milk. And I got a sweet tooth. So, so the Irish IRA, famous for their car bombs, you know, they're pretty much like, you know, terrorists, right? One side, it, when you go into Belfast, you will see murals. You literally... You're on the Protestant side, seeing all murals to the Protestants. It's all, I, I, I'll, I'll send uh, pimp pictures of it so we can put them up right now. Just pimp, remind me to send you those pictures because it, it's important. You see all the murals of the Catholic, of the Protestants paying homage to the Protestants, like they're heroes. And then on the other side, when you cross into Falls Road, which is the Catholic side of Belfast, it's all... It's all monuments. It's all murals to the Catholic heroes. And the, the ones who are heroes on the other side are devils and, and horrible people to this side. So one side says they're terrorists. One side said they're heroes. You can literally grow up in East Belfast, one being a Protestant, one being Catholic. You're the same age, the same family. You go to different schools. You have different lives. You root for different uh, sports, different teams. You will never meet each other. There are people, there are old women and men who are 80 years old right now who have lived in Belfast who have never been to one side of Belfast because they cannot because they're a different religion. And that's still to this day. So, so as much as you want to believe that the troubles are over in Northern Ireland. And I think for the most part, from the very little time that I spent there and the very, you know, kind of uh, uh, surface knowledge I have of it, you could say that it's over, right? But I think people 15, 20 years ago thought it was over and then the IRA bombed an embassy in London out of nowhere or the UVF shot up a car full of Catholics, at, you know, not necessarily out of nowhere, these prompted, but I'm saying these things happened out of nowhere. 
and and people thought, oh, for the last you know a few months or a year, things tensions were low, and then right at Brexit, Brexit, just how Brexit is already causing bubbling up of the troubles again because now people are getting pissed. They're like, wait a second. Because now Brexit, now you have a more divide. Now you have one side being like, yeah, let's." that's what the Republic of Ireland always wanted. Get out of here. We don't want to be a part of you. Now Northern Ireland saying, you know, no, we want to stay. We, you know, we want to, you know, we want to stay part of the United Kingdom. So it's causing issues. But the one thing I saw that kind of like, you know, gave me like chills where I was like, whoa, like this is not over. One part of, um, of Belfast, um, on on Shankill Road is there there was a a a a fish shop a fish and chip shop that was bombed right uh i believe in the late 90s and it killed 15 people including women and children out of nowhere right and that and then you know it's obviously been rebuilt it's an, it's something else now but right across the street right across the street from it is um yeah this is it, the Shankill Road bombing in in 1993 by the provisional IRA cuz even in the, within the IRA even within the, because there's the provisional IRA and then the regular IRA. The provisional IRA is like a subsect of the IRA because Marxism got involved with the IRA and, and you know, one now it started to become like a, so where the provisional IRA is just saying, we want to get, we want to kill Protestants. We want to get out of the fucking British rule. Because because in a way you understand both sides. You understand the Protestant side saying, we want to stay here in the United Kingdom like they've ruled us for 800 years. We have good lives. We have health care. We have this stuff. We, you get it almost. You know, they're not killing us in the streets. We have a safe zone. We're, we're part of the United Kingdom. Like, it's like being part of the United States. Like, we have protection here. We're a main first world country. But then I get you have the other side, the Catholics and the you know Republic of Ireland saying they ruled us for 800 years. Fuck them. We want our independence. We don't need them. So you get both sides. Um, but across the street from where this happened uh, uh, on Skankel Road, uh, on, on Shankill Road, sorry, um, where the provisional IRA bombed uh, this thing in a uh, fish and chip shop in 1993, killed these people. There's these murals. There's this mural across the street, and it's dedicated to all the children that were killed, right, uh, in these wars. And it's like pictures of them, like Protestant children um, that were killed. And you know, you see, like, you know, like some of the years, like, are in the are in the uh, uh, the city. Yeah, Google. Um, uh, uh, I felt awkward taking a picture of it. Um, Google uh, mural of uh, mural of of dead children, uh, Shankill Road, Shankill Road, mural of dead children, Shankill Road, across the street from, yeah, Shankill, S H A N K L. Uh, no, Google Google Shank Shankill Road bombed in Ireland mural children. Uh, across the street from Fish and Chip Shop, uh, yeah, it was all these kids. Um, okay, well, we'll find it. It wasn't this. No, no. Okay, so whatever, we'll find it. Um, so that, the reason why, the reason why, by the way, this guy, we'll talk about Bobby Sands. Remind me to talk about Bobby Sands. That, that's a mural of Bobby Sands. It looked like a woman. It looked like my mom's, one of my mom's friends, Barbara, but that's actually a guy. His name's Bobby Sands. Oh, God. Um, so what I saw in that mural was, you know, stuff from the, from the seventies, from the eighties, all this stuff. Right. And, and then, you know, again, we're on the Protestant side of town. 
So you see that it's horrible, whatever. Like you almost feel it. Like it's it's emotional. Belfast is an emotional city to go to. Even even looking at any mural, whether you're on the Protestant side or the Catholic side, it's emotional because you're like, oh my god, like the people that lived, the people that lived, uh, you know, through this, you know, they still live on that block. Like that we're driving. Like they're still there. You know what I mean? They still have their weapons probably in the basement, right? They're just becoming like old men and women now, but. You know, as much as you want to say that the point I'm getting to, as much as you want to say the troubles are over and all that, on this mural, okay, after the kids dying, you know, and all that in the 70s, 80s, you had another quote and mural from 2015 when the uh, uh, ISIS went into France and killed all those people into Paris and they had that coordinated attack and they, you know, stormed that, uh, uh, the, you know, that, that metal concert, rock metal concert, and they killed all those people. You have, somebody wrote, and it's still up there, proudly up there, ISIS and the IRA are no different. A terrorist is a terrorist. So that was only seven years ago, and still you had someone being like, the IRA are terrorists, and they live a a half a mile away, the so-called terrorists. So that's why the gates need to be closed. That's why still to this day, if you're the opposite religion and you're you know, have speaking with an Irish brogue, you cannot go in these in these bars that you don't represent. Um, that's why you feel like something could always happen because the people who are so moved by this, like you have to understand how 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 big a deal it was. Bobby Sands, who I mentioned, who was um uh uh, uh Catholic, um, you know. Him and 10 other people, they went on a hunger strike while they were in prison, okay? They were arrested by the Protestants. Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister of England at the time, of the UK at the time. And what they wanted was they, 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 had, they were being held in jail because a lot of, a lot, there was trials on both sides. Well, they were being, you know, political prisoners. They said, they said, at one point, you're going to be held as a prisoner of war, pretty much. You'd be treated fairly, and you don't have to wear the prison uniform, blah, blah, blah. But then Margaret Thatcher in the UK downgraded that and said, you're just regular prisoners, so you got to wear a regular jumpsuit. Fuck you. And these guys are saying, no, we're political prisoners. We're fighting for change. We want you to acknowledge that we're political prisoners. And you have to, you, you know, you only live one life, right? Like, like so put yourselves, you, you only have one life to live. This man, Bobby Sands, and 10 other uh, uh, people, um, you know, from the Republic of, you know, Irish Catholics, went on a hunger strike and killed themselves without, they did not, they, 66 days, he died, Bobby Sands. He died actually, he actually became, uh, um, because because people loved him so much, he actually got enough votes where he was uh, um, the the uh, Northern Irish Prime Minister at one, because he just got so many votes. Because you gotta understand, Yes, this is Protestants versus Catholics, but overwhelming majority of people in Ireland are Catholic, including Belfast. Belfast is the only place where there's more Protestants than Catholics, but Ireland is like 90% Catholic. That's why you've never, you've rarely met a uh, a Protestant Irish person. You don't meet them. They're all Catholic because it's mostly Catholic. But that's how much this cause meant to this to, to this man and a lot of people like that he was like i'm not i'm gonna not eat till i kill myself until you give me what i want which margaret thatcher never gave never gave in and that's why a lot of people were like all you had to do was make him a political prisoner and upgrade his prison status and he would have ate and you would have been able to save this country but margaret thatcher was like i don't 
I'll never negotiate with terrorists, and that's terrorists. It's 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 the the, the white terrorist is wild, and you know, <laughs> and, and and it's it's it, he will not negotiate. And Bobby Sands died, and he's a hero in this side of Belfast. There's a mural of, of him who you know again. He, I thought it was I thought it was a middle aged white woman. I had no idea who this was. I thought it was a school teacher that died of Lou Gehrig's disease. I had no fucking idea what the hell was happening. <laughs> but it's Bobby Sands, and then on the other side of town, the Protestant piece of shit is what they think of him so belfast was one of those places first of all our hotel was haunted the merchant hotel so that that's the one thing a haunted hotel what happened just fucking ghosts in the bathtub there were ghosts everywhere that that place was haunted um but belfast (laughs) belfast overall was i think the it was one of the most moving uh it was like literally going into a living museum because because so go through this whole tour then at the end of it, our tour guide was so not, I mean, he did this for free. And then you find out at the end, our tour guide, Protestant, fought with the Protestants, married a Catholic, and now is neutral. So, so the man who was giving us these tours, as a matter of fact, one of the places he brought us by, he only told us after, he was, had to help clean up bodies at. So the, the thing is, the, the, you know, a lot of times when you go on a tour of a place, they're talking about history or this is what it was. It happened 200 years ago. I had a man, flesh and blood, standing before me. I kissed him on the lips. I, I had a man who literally fought in these wars and who, who was part of a Belfast that is unrecognizable to, to him now because it, it, it's like a free city. It's a free, open, and gay city. I mean, I did a comedy show after this tour to Tuesday night in Belfast in the city center where there are Protestant and Catholics alike sitting at my show, enjoying the show, where... Just 20 years ago, you had to go through a military checkpoint if you wanted to even get into the city center of Belfast because they had to make sure you had no bombs, no guns. Who are you? You're You're Catholic. What's your business here? The, the British Army was there checking it. You could not do a comedy show. You know, now you had Louis C.K. there in Belfast last week, me this week. Who the fuck knows who's going next week? And you have this unbelievable place. And then some of these murals, you know, you just see like the proxy wars and you see how we're like how it all connects on the walls. You have big murals on certain sides of the town to Palestine, to um, Cuba, to Frederick Douglass. And you're saying, how is it all connected? Well, the Palestinians would give weapons to the IRA. And then on turn, the Palestinians, mortal enemy, the Israelis, the Israelis would give weapons to the Protestants and the UVF, the Ulster Volunteer Force, a.k.a. Britain. So you have these proxy wars that happen today between Palestine and Israel. Who's the proxy war between Palestine and Israel right now? Of course, the United States backs Israel because that's our, our you know, all, you know, through secrecy because that's our fucking, you know, that we're in cahoots with Israel. And then Russia backs Palestine through cahoots and serves weapons. Same shit here. Same shit here. You had you had major countries getting involved financially on on who's backing who. How are the IRA getting these weapons? How's the UVF getting these weapons? It's all it's all a connection. So we're all kind of a part of it. Um, and uh, yeah, Belfast was literally. Um, you know, even Jasmine, who you know, who she doesn't know, she doesn't know anything about this history. She was like crying at the end of the tour, and I was like, "Are you fucking pregnant?" And she was like, "Yes, but also I'm uh, uh, this tour." And it was, uh, it was like it's seriously like I, I I can't stress this enough. Like I just thought that Belfast was like a a place that like would it 
wouldn't be that nice. Or, you know, you, when you go to Ireland, you just go to Dublin or I've heard of Galway and the Cliffs of more, but nobody talks about Belfast. Belfast was, was one of the best cities I've ever been in my life, like genuinely in my life, because then outside of East Belfast, which is where all the history is, and East Belfast is a bit poor, because that's also what that's also another catalyst, like anything else, with all this is 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 poor. The the reason why a lot of this the trouble started to begin with is the Protestants back in the sixties and seventies were getting financial backing from the UK because they were recognized UK citizens, where the Catholics were not. The Catholics weren't getting health care, they weren't getting jobs, they were getting kind of. So that caused problem. Then, you know, Catholics said, well, fuck it. I got to fight now. I can't feed my wife and kids. And so, so there, there's, there's that. It's, it's always the same thing. Like, that's the thing about any type of war or history or anything. It's usually the same things. People's basic needs are not being met. And I don't have, an, you know, I know the Protestants have their side and the Catholics have their side. I'm just like, you know, the, the facts of what I learned. But if you, what you feel there is like unbelievable. And then you go to a park right outside Belfast and you're like, oh, that mountain is where they wrote Gull Gulliver's Travels. Great book. And then The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I went to that park and C.S. Lewis, uh, who wrote all that stuff, he's from there. So it's like you have all these people. And then Van Morrison, brown-eyed girl, Van Morrison. I went to the park. Van Morrison, when he's like, you know, um, uh, down in the down in the meadow or whatever he says whatever like the you know, brown-eyed girl if you listen to those lyrics there i think they talk about oh down in the hollow i went to the hollow our tour guy took us to the hollow where van morrison wrote these songs and we went to van morrison's house where he grew up i thought van morrison was fucking dead i thought van morrison was was i thought he was dead i thought he died when he was 27 years old but that's jim Mor that's morrissey i had no idea and then i learned all about van morrison he came out of belfast and the Titanic left from Belfast and, 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 and when it was on its way to New York. So a lot of people just go see the Titanic shit. They go see Van Morrison. But if you go see those murals, and it's weird, like, you know, some people take pictures in front of them. Some people don't. But I felt like I posted a picture of me in front of one of the murals, but I took it down. I was like, this doesn't feel right. It's like taking a picture to me at like a Holocaust museum because there's so much tension between the two groups. And, and really... You know, it's kind of those things where you're like, you're all Irish. Like, you all are Irish. You all in the live on the landmass of the country of Ireland. So get along. But it's tough because it's, it goes so deep and it goes generations, generations uh, back where people are just like, they can't. And I get it. I get it. And again, I have, you know, I... Uh, Peace and love to both sides. Oh, I feel as if I united, I united Ireland. Me and T.T. Jerry united Ireland last week. And that's literally, T.T. Jerry is, is the medicine you need. You need T.T. Jerry with her tits and her cock to come in there and say, no more fighting. My tits are Protestant. My dick is Catholic. It's all for you. That's what you need. Because, you know, I, I, I just, it, it, you know, you got to see it. You really got to go. I can't stress enough you know, these, the, 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 um, these troubles, you know, I mean, even like you even have like, you know, the potato famine, the Irish potato famine, you have groups of people saying the British mishandled that they did that to us on purpose. They killed all these people on purpose. And it's like, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know, but it's like, everything is like, well, fuck you. Like there's so, there's so much anger and so much tension that, that you can feel, but it is getting better. It genuinely is getting better there, uh, and it's a, it's a nice thing It's a nice so thing to see. So the potato famine for them is like 9-11? Like, there's people who believe in it? <sighs> I think their 9-11 is either the Bloody Sunday or um, 
bloody Sunday, maybe the potato famine. I mean, a lot of people died in that potato famine, but they, so, but then you've heard of the, um, the good Friday agreement, which was, that was in 1998, the pathway to peace. And that basically, basically what happened was, is it pretty much, see, a lot of times problems can just be solved in life by talking face to face and groups don't want to do it. They're communicating through a delegate or, you know, through letters or emails, whatever, but they just sat down face-to-face, a member of the Catholic Party, a member of the Protestant Party, and they got this pathway to peace. There was still a couple of bombings after that, and it's not foolproof, but the most peace they've had in the last 25 years, there has been the last 25 years, from this, um, uh, you know, um, Good Friday agreement, um, which, you know, um, basically, I mean, you had, I forgot the names, but you had the elected prime minister of Northern Ireland, who was a Protestant, then make his second in command a Catholic. And that helped, which I think that could help in our country too. Why does it, why does, why do Republicans or Democrats have to have it all? Why can't the prime minister, why can't the president be Republican and the, and the, and the vice president be a Democrat or vice versa? Well, I don't know if you saw that Kanye's willing to accept Trump's VP nomination. Kanye West, now listen, you can't, I mean, Kanye West, there's more conflict inside Kanye West than there ever was in Belfast history, okay? I mean, Kanye West has got multiple personalities fighting with him at once, and now he seems as if, Kanye West seems as if he's finally, potentially, crossed the line um, by kind of outright saying that the one that I saw was that George Floyd was on fentanyl, and that the knee wasn't even on the officer's neck, uh, and he died of a fentanyl overdose. Now, yeah. to say that in public is wild. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't even think the IRA would say that. And they used to bomb schools. It was a Candace Owens uh, documentary. That, oh, so Candace Owens said it. So, yeah, her documentary, he like, research it. it, and he quoted Candace Owens. And then Owen. Trump, today, Trump today. Okay. Trump, Donald Trump has reported that Kanye West is too crazy and needs help. So when Trump says, that's how you know. Um, when he's like, nah, chill, chill, chill. I mean, wow, that's... Um, he's going through a lot. He got denied by the banks which is because of his anti-Semitic tweet. Right. And he's now like on pause on all social media. Chase Bank shut down his account with $200 million in it. Chase Bank shut it down? Shut it down and said, find a new bank. So so what? But he went but into they, Chase, but they, they can't steal his money, right? No, they're not going to steal his money, but they're telling him to fuck off. So he's going to go to Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> he should go to Dave's banking app. Um, he said he's starting his own bank. I will join Kanye's bank immediately. Let's do reads. Let's do reads. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like Kanye is. Uh, he did say that um, he needs help. Drake fucked Chris Jenner, which I believe. Don't you think Drake fucked Chris Jenner? I would believe I mean, it. Drake's into older women. Why not? I think he fucked Chris Jenner. I think he fucked Bruce Jenner. What even makes Chris Jenner happy? What makes Chris Jenner happy? Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Are Caitlyn Jenner and Chris Jenner still married? No. No. They've been divorced since uh, Bruce uh, is no longer Bruce. I would love to see what, like, just just have a member of the IRA and a member of the UVF sitting down in Belfast and just have the Kardashians walk in and see if they can heal them. See if they can, because I mean, I feel like the Kardashians just, you know, it's such a spectacle to see 
though that family, that group, I wonder like what a war-torn country like Northern Ireland thinks of the Kardashians. I wonder if they heal. I wonder if I wonder if the Kardashians can help heal, you know, uh the people involved in these troubles. Maybe that's the key. Maybe we just need to start, literally, what if we stat everyone down in Russia and Ukraine and just put on the new season of the Kardashians on Hulu and see if that helped. See if the bomb stopped. See if the bombs just stopped. I listened to all four hours of this dumb interview. At one point, Kanye, for like a minute straight, goes, I did not fuck Ivanka. I didn't. Swear to God, I didn't. It's like unprovoked. He definitely fucked Ivanka, dude. And he kept calling out Jared. He is like a his site. Jared guy. Trump? Jared, yeah, Kushner. Oh, Jared Kushner, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a problem with him. I don't know. It feels like he wants to be. It's really weird. I do not. I I this is what it is with with celebrity stuff is I do not you do not want any part of that. You know, I think that celebrity like I think my daughter's generation will be less inclined to want that will to be famous, that urge to be famous. I think they're less, I think it's, I think you're seeing the very ugly part of it now. I think you're seeing now, like if you're just a person at home, right? If you're a person at home, you have a regular job, a good job. Nobody knows who you are other than your friends, family, and coworkers. You're so insanely free. You are free in life. Nobody cares about what you're doing are going to say or do and that's a great thing other than your friends and family who you should you know who's we're we're you know we're tight-knit group like i feel like you don't choose your family so there's something higher above power that you should always be loyal to your family and your friends are your friends have known you for a long time but you know to to like be kanye west you know to to be p davidson to be kim kardashian to be these people it's it is a nightmare it is a nightmare to to have to live this way all the time to say things to be publicly scrutinized to have the media it i'm telling you i am telling you it is not what it's cracked out to be you do not want that having your free true freedom is being anonymous being anonymous is free when you want to strive and be like everybody look at me you know you know all this stuff like you see there's a, like look what it does to you look what it literally does to you fame and money and power it, it it you now see like you can almost see too how unchallenged power when you look back at like a medieval king let's say right and how could they do this to these people how could they be so bloodthirsty this is how we have more rules in society now but unchallenged power when you could just start because it starts with just saying and if you had if con if there were no rules in this society, Kanye would start would have a gun and just start killing people at random. He would just he would do it. He doesn't do it because he, it's not a moral thing. He's crazy enough. It's just he doesn't do it because you know he doesn't want to go to prison for the rest of his life. But a king or a queen back in the day who would not go to prison will start to act this way because power it, it's all it all corrupts. Um, it's and uh, yeah, man. F, I'm telling you, dude. After. You know what else Belfast does? It just puts life in perspective. It really fucking does. It puts life in perspective when you're like, okay, there's a guy my age. I'm 38. Mm -hmm. I'm 38. Uh, you know, th this Easter, this this uh, uh, Good Friday agreement was only in 1998. I was 14 years old. So there's a kid who grew up when I was free to play basketball and do whatever in a free country who had to, who was living, whether he is a Protestant or a Catholic, in fear for the first 15 years of his life that something's going to happen. And even still, probably after years, that you know, because just because you sign an agreement doesn't mean the conflict stops tomorrow. People are people. And you start to realize, like, you know, when I hear even some of my peers, like, just bitch about stuff, I'm like, shut, just shut the fuck up. 
Like, you want to expect, guy, just shut your fucking mouth, please. You do comedy, asshole. What are you talking? You do comedy in America. What is your problem? What, 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 what's the issue? What is it? You, you don't like this person or that person. You don't, you know, you don't want to get patted down at an airport. What, what are you talking about? These people, our age, well, you know, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm just going to say it because it is a thing. It's a thing, at least, at least in, 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 you know, from some of my friends and family and even at times in my teenage years, my head, you know, when you think of problems like what happened in Belfast, you think of the Middle East and then you think of, oh, well, that's so far away from what I look like, what I feel like, what, what my religion is. It's so far away. But then when you see it in Belfast, you're like, no, 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 this is not, this is the Middle East of Europe right here. As Belfast was, you know, they, they, that those people look like me. They have the same religion. They have the same problems. It's the same thing. That is me. So therefore, I'm the Middle East too. It's it's all. It kind of makes you feel like more human when you see it because you see like sometimes our media does a good job of being like those problems are over there. Don't don't worry about that, kids. There's over there. Even Middle Eastern people in our own country might think, oh, that that's Syria is over there. But then when you see like in Ireland, you're like, oh shit, that's that's not over there. That's very close. It happened just 30 years ago and you're like you're like there's still people alive today that would absolutely want to fucking kill you for being the religion that you are or not and you're like wow you know like uh fucking uh i don't know yeah i i guess i don't have any real problems you start to think that you're like i i really don't actually uh, my life is actually really good and uh i don't have any issues so it's like um yeah sorry um you know it almost feels like you know do whatever you want to do just be live your life i want to start living my life like nate bargazzi just just methodical slow good energy nate nate homeless pimp works a lot with nate and nate you know what 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 watching nate and getting to talk to nate nate just does what he wants to do and he does it at a good pace he never gets too excited nate bargazzi never gets too excited never gets stressed out he just does his 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 comedy it's clean, it's nice, it's wholesome, it's for the family. And then he go and he does and, and and he makes money and he lives his life almost no stress. And that's why I want literally Nate Bargazzi and Belfast have changed my life. <laughs> Where uh, I I am going to just live my life stress-free. If I don't want to do something, I won't do it because at some point in my life, somebody could put a gun to my head and make me do something that I don't want to do. And if you thought you if you thought you were on a good diet, if you thought keto was good, if you thought you felt good, tell that to Bobby Sands. 66 days, no food. I want you to try it at home. See how long you can last. <laughs> the Bobby Sands diet. If you really want to get skinny mini, Bobby Sands diet. So the people of Belfast, the people of Belfast, the people of Northern Ireland, I I'm I'm here with you. I'm I'm wearing a shirt that says Ireland, and I just want you this is no denom this is just for Ireland. For the land mass of Ireland, okay? For Belfast, for Dublin, for Galway, for Cork, for everybody Irish, for all the for all the for all the bars in New York who are Irish, for everyone with red hair and freckles, for everyone who has melanoma. <laughs> Ireland, I love you. Nate Bargazzi, I am you. This has been Chrissy Chaos. <laughs> <laughs>